Hello, you are listening to the Thrift and Chick Vintage Podcast. Hey guys, I know it's been a while since I've recorded an episode and we are back. It's 2020 and let's go. So let's just jump right into business. One of the last episodes last year that I wanted to discuss with you is the annual industry report done by ThreadUp. For those of you not familiar with ThreadUp, it's a lar- one of the largest online resale clothing stores that you can buy and sell gently used pre-loved clothing. The report contains research from Global Data, which is a third-party retail analytics firm. The assessment was, was determined through consumer surveys, retail tracking, official public data, data sharing, store observation, and secondary sources resources. ThreadUp has been doing this report since 2014, and if you are a reseller and aspiring reseller, I suggest you go and take a look. It's very informative. It contains market data um, about our industry, um, and it contains also information about top brands, big brands, um, and what's selling in the mar- in the resale markets. So keep in mind, this report was done in 2019, and the new one will probably be out in March 2020. I'm just going to assume it usually comes out around March or April. Now, according to ThreadUp and the research they've done, the secondhand market will reach $51 billion in five years. Yes, that's $51 billion in five years. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I am definitely going to try to obtain my piece of that pie. As of right now, the leading resale players in this market is ThreadUp. They manage marketplace for all brands from Gap to Gucci, meaning you can... Find anything from Forever 21 all the way up to Get Gucci, and they have a huge range of price points. Then you also have the real, the real, real, which manages marketplace for luxury and designer brands. That's going to be your contemporary um, designers, and up. you will not find the Forever 21 on the real, real. You will not find the Gap. Um, if you find J. Gru- J. Crew is going to be from their higher end collection, um, and then the third one, which would be Poshmark, which basically is anything from from vintage to to newer um, clothing. You also have they also have a huge influx of dupes, or should I say knockoffs? on Poshmark. Um, and they're all three different sites. They all serve three di- different markets, I will say. Although I think one of the biggest quotes in the industry is the the secondhand consumer is everybody's consumer. The, the resale market has grown 21, 21 times faster than the retail apparel markets over the past three years. There are more secondhand shoppers than ever before. According to the report, 64% of women bought or are now willing to buy secondhand products. 
Now, the biggest drivers in this sector, as far as buyers goes, are millennials and boomers. They they thrift the most. Boomers, anyone from age 56 to 65, which uh, my mother falls in that category. And she is, I would say, more obsessive over thrifting than I am. Um, and then you also have Gen X, which rate, no, sorry, Gen X is, I'm Gen X. And that's actually my market, my target market. Um, but we're only, they're only purchasing 20% of secondhand clothing. Millennials, on the other hand, are, are purchasing 33% of secondhand apparel in the U.S. And Gen Z would be the fourth biggest, which is ages 18 to 24. And, but they are the group that's expecting the, the highest rate of growth. In 2018, 56 million women bought secondhand clothing, and that's up about 12% from 2017, which the final number was 44 million women purchasing secondhand clothing. Now, I want to dive a little more deeper into the percentage of growth broken down by age groups. In 2017, the boomer generation, they spent 16 percent up and they had a 15 percent growth um, up to 19 percent in 2019 keep in mind that's the boomer generation so most of them are retired or living on a fixed income or simply just like to shop or they just love to thrift or love that thrill of thrill, thrill of the hunt um, I could say for my mother for example like she goes to the thrift stores and she buys bikes uh she buys um silverware i mean like some of the most beautiful silverware vases um she's not that great at, at picking out artwork yet and I, I try to tell her like you know look for the ones with the signed name and that has a number edition on there um and then you have the gen x which is my generation um which is seen as 18, they've had an 18 percentage growth from 17, 2017 to 2019. Um, in 2017, that percentage was um, 16%, while 2019 only saw a 2% increase in only 18%. And uh, I can't, can't seem to figure out why. Like, I don't know if it's, if it's the age thing. Is it because... Just why aren't they shopping secondhand? Is it because they they feel like they're better than shopping secondhand? Or, yeah, I, I have yet to figure it out. And I've tried to find Google research on, on Gen X and secondhand shopping. There's not a lot out there. Everything is mainly focused on millennials or Gen Z as far as marketing research goes. Um, now millennials, however, they've had seen a 37th percentage growth in women shopping, um, up, adopting to secondhand apparel, 21% in 2017 and in 2019 that increased by 8% to 29%. Now Gen Z, they saw a 46% increase in secondhand adapters and that was 26% in 2017 
and up to 37 percent in 2019 yeah they jumped um 11 points um, within a year's time for that market and yeah i just would like to know or figure out why gen x is slower to move on um to adapt to the secondhand apparel i'd love to hear any feedback if anyone can offer any insights um, you can reach out to me. You can DM, DM me on Instagram at wells underscore resale and co. <clears throat> and so I don't think this growth would have been possible without the innovation and technology um, that has helped to drive the resale market. Because basically, I think um, the technology with cell phones just made it more accessible. Um, there's now apps you can download. Um, pretty much everyone has an app um, for each platform, including ThreadUp, Poshmark, TradeZ. Um, I think another quiet one I think is that's nipping at the real, real tails is Vestiaire. Um, they're um, a secondhand retailer, and they basically deal in luxury um, they started in the UK, I believe. So I think it's, they're just been slower to pick up in the U.S. market. But I know they had last year some huge investments into the company, I should say, because I, I, I don't know the numbers offhand, so I can't say um, who invested into this year. But I know they had um, a, a, um, a couple of rounds that raised a lot of money. And so maybe I can get back to you with that on another episode. Consumer trends is another driver um, in the rise of secondhand. Since 2013, there has been a 15% increase in the more conscious consumer. And I think that there has also been a rise in the overconsumption. Over, or how, how, how should I say this? The overconsumed consumer which is driving the force um, of the inventory for us retailers um, because most because everyone's living in an Instagram society and they only want to be seen in an outfit once so once they wear it then they often times donate it or resell it um, so I think that's for consumers I mean for resellers it's kind of a twofold because yeah we want the inventory but at the same time, at some of the thrift stores, what we're seeing is now is just an influx of junk from like Forever 21. You know, you have the rainbows out there. And they're pretty much all the same vendor. Um, Fashion Nova, when it's all said and done, um, they all pretty much come from the same makers, same factories. But back to the sustainably conscious consumer. Um... 74% of 18 to 29 year olds prefer to buy from sustainably conscious brands and and cuz they believe that buying one used item reduces its carbon footprint by 82%. In 10 years, secondhand is expected to be larger than fast fashion. If you think about it, every time a consumer decides that they're only going to buy shopping hand Poshmark cons converting consumers into only Poshmark shoppers. That means that person isn't is no longer going to 
TJ Maxx. She's no longer going to JCPenney, Nordstrom, etc. According to the report, 72% of shoppers shifted their dollars away from fast fashion or fast fashion or just resale, retail in general. So now what we're beginning to see is department stores such as, um, I believe Kohl's does it, JCPenney, um, and Nordstrom just announced their plans for their secondhand store, in-store. So they're, these big t retailers are now offering the secondhand shopping experience in their store, which I am excited to discuss on the next episode. The retailers are looking at it from a um, traffic point of view. And also another way they're looking at it is from customer loyalty, um, offering incentives to bring in your secondhand apparel, which they will in return. Some stores are going to refurbish them, refurbish them and um, offer you, the consumer, a discount on future purchases in store. For more on this report, Please visit threadup.com. Please visit threadup for more on this. Coming up, I'm going to move on to threadup's top 10 brands with the highest resale value. First up is Fry on the list. Um, I acquire some Fry sometimes, um, and it I will say it does usually sell pretty fast. I have a pair of boots currently on the website. Um, they're in excellent, like new condition. They've been sitting for probably about three months now, but, um, I have a feeling they're going to sell, um, by the end of February. Number two on that list is Kate Spade, which for sure is always a good brand of source. Um, I remember when she passed away, I had some Francis Valentine bags and, that day, I literally sold out all three of the bags. And I had just went to the Francis Valentine sample sale. And all everything was $25. I think the shoes or sandals was like $50. And I had bought some amazing pieces. Um, the funny thing is, most people didn't really realize Francis Valentine was Kate Spade until after her death. Because I probably had the items for at least three months. And the day she passed away, I sold them all across platforms. I had a sell on Tracy. You know, Tracy is a little slow. So that came in full price. Ding. I had a sell on eBay for Francis Valentine. And then I also had one on Poshmark. Um, so that day for Kate Spade, rest in peace. Um, the Francis Valentine collection pretty much sold very fast. Tory Burch. Um, it's kind of hit or miss for me. I think, um, the shoes always do good, although I do have a pair of boots that I feel like been sitting for at least about a year. Um, and then number four on the list is going to be Burberry. I hardly ever come across Burberry pieces. Um, I had two Burberry porcelain. I had three, I sourced three. I gave one to my niece. Uh, then the other two sold, um, I would say within six months. And those were the Burberry Proporcium tees. Um, Uggs, um, I'm not a really big brand fan, so I never really 
source UGG for myself. Although, you know, it's number five on this list, so maybe I should. But it's not something that I really, you know, if I had a pair of Uggs and another boot and I needed to put one back, I'm definitely going to put the UGG back. Number six on the list is Anthropology. I source some of the brands um, occasionally. Um, again, same thing with the UGG. It doesn't, it never really draws my attention. So I always pass it up. Patagonia is another one of those brands. That's number seven on the list. Um, I always pass it up um, just because it's really not my customer. I know that it's a easy sale. Um, but yeah, I would never source it. Hunter, number eight on the list. Another brand I never source um, just because I feel like it's oversaturated, especially when you look on like Poshmark or whatever. Now, number nine on this list is Lululemon and Athletica. Um, and I definitely, I sourced them both, like where, whether it's for myself or to resale. I definitely would pick up anything Lululemon or Athletica, um, provided the condition is good. Number 10 on the list is probably one of my favorite contemporary brands. Um, that's going to be Rag & Bone. Um, with Rag & Bone, I'll, I hit a lot of the sample sales, so I always come up with like real Rag & Bone samples, usually pieces that haven't made it to production or some odd color production piece, um, but that usually does very well for me. And that's it for ThreadUp's top 10 brands for the highest resale value. Again, reach out to me. Tell me your favorites. Uh, what's doing well for you? One name I am surprised that's not on the list is Everlane, um, especially for a 2019 report because Everlane was, for me, was doing very well. Anytime I get a Everlane t-shirt from the sneakers down to their sweaters, boots, jeans, they always sold like within within the first week. Everlane did very well in 2000. 2019, I would say, was probably one of my top brands that sold um, across all platforms. Now, also, according to ThreadUp, on their report, they also list the best brand buys for every price points, And those are the brands with the best resale value ranking by price. Number one on that list was Burberry. Number two was Alexander McQueen. Three is Versace. Four, Tom Ford. Number five is Louis Vuitton. Number six, Givenchy. Number seven, Christian Siriano. I've never had any Christian Siriano. Number eight, Gucci. Number nine, Hermes. And number 10 is Prada. Again, for a more in-depth look on this report, you can download it. Thanks again for listening to the Thrift and Chicks Vintage Podcast. Again, for more on this report, you can download it at threadup.com. Please join us for our next episode where we will discuss retailers and resale.